five arguments that prove you are creative. Okay, you are creative, period. One of the things I hear the most when I tell people about grace and color is that they're just not artistic or creative, and it's just not true. Notice that I resisted the urge to say hogwash, and I really wanted to. <laughs> um, even if you never choose to practice your creativity in the ways that other artists do, in very visual ways, for example, um, I want you to understand that it's in there. Do some people have more God-given talent with paints or instruments? Absolutely. And to tell you the truth, I'm not one of those people. However, I still love to create. There's a satisfaction from producing something new that offers really just a sense of joy, um, even if the outcome is not worthy of sharing with anyone else. And I know you feel it too. You are creative, and I want you to look at your creativity in a little bit different light. Art journaling or mixed media or sewing or insert anything here that is traditionally artistic, it may not interest you, but I want you to believe in your creative spirit and I want you to own it. So here are five arguments that prove you are creative, even if you're not feeling it. So number one, you are creative because the ultimate creator made you in his image. So there's a catchphrase going around right now in the Christian creative circles, and um, that is that we are created to create. And honestly, I get it. It's a very clever phrase. I totally understand the sentiment behind it. God formed us in his image, after all, and he created all things. Genesis 1-1 tells us that. But if I really look at this phrase, I do not want to make it an excuse just to do something that I happen to enjoy without really understanding it. I need to dig a little deeper and stare into the truth of the actual reason I was created before I can settle in on it completely. Okay, I was created, first and foremost, to glorify God. Not to add to His glory, as I could never do that, but to display His glory. I must do everything through that lens, and the act of being creative is just one way to glorify God. All of that said, how cool is it that I am a daughter of the original artist, the daughter of the creator of everything in the universe, from the lusciously green blades of grass under my feet to the brightest, farthest star in the heavens. He paints the sky with color, and he fills the forest with sweet music every single day, and he created us in his image, Genesis 1.26. But, um... I find that amazing, and it's nothing short of awesome. Okay, so on to the second argument, okay, because um, we were created in his image. Second argument number two, we are reflecting the maker when we create. So you're reflecting God, the creator, when you create. As I mentioned above, as I just mentioned, okay, I was created to glorify an almighty God, and so were you. Read Isaiah 43, 7. Okay? The reason for our existence is to worship Him and display His glory to an onlooking world so that they may see Him more clearly. This is how we should approach our creativity. When we create, we're taking one thing and we're making it into something new. In this act of creating, we're reflecting the Maker, he created everything from nothing. He causes our dead hearts to become alive. 
The clay does nothing to deserve becoming a beautiful bowl. It's really all up to the potter. Just like that clay, we do nothing to earn our salvation. It's all grace. This is the message a dying world needs to hear and one we can tell through our testimonies and through our art. So number three, you are drawn to beautiful things even when they are practical. My husband and my oldest son, they really love to work with their hands in a workshop we have out back. Um, and they create things from wood. And the things they end up creating are totally impressive to me. Okay. Um, yep. All the furniture that we buy at the store actually starts out as slabs of wood and nails. Who knew? Anyway, the point is that they are creative as they build. And although the final piece is usually very practical, it is also still artistic. All you have to do is look around a home furnishing store to see that a table is usually a whole lot more than just a table. A craftsman has designed it and created it to be lovely as well as utilitarian. And we're drawn to certain styles based on what we think is beautiful. God's artwork, the fabric of the earth itself, is also much more than just practical. It is spectacular and it speaks to His glory. When we create, we reflect this artistic characteristic of God. And when we are attracted to beautiful things, we should recognize that it is our creative souls that are speaking. Number four, you were a creative child. Yes, I am talking to you. Do you have children? If so, I'd be willing to bet that you have artwork on your fridge. Unless you're that mom who's figured out a way to stash it or trash it, uh, without devastating your little artist, you have masterpieces up there. Regardless of the visible evidence, children create. Arts and crafts are an obligatory part of most kids' events, and the number of painted handprints and pinecone turkeys brought into your home are a testimony to that fact. Young boys and girls create because nobody told them they weren't creative. They cut and paste and color and draw because it's in their nature, and they make one thing from another simply because they can. And so do you, and so did you once upon a time, before you decided that you didn't have time or were not good enough. Number five, you are already creating. You're still creating. All of the evidence presented thus far leads us to realize that people in general are creative and are always making new and beautiful things. You too stand with humanity and create all the time. Do you know how to cook? P.S. I don't. <laughs> if you do, you're creating meals. Do you clean your house and keep it in a little bit of order? You are creating a home. Can you glue macaroni on construction paper with your child? You're creating a memory. Do you write out sermon notes? You are creating a legacy of truth for generations to come. It's not much of a stretch to dip into the world of, quote, art, unquote, and create with pens, paper, paint, and other materials, if that's something you're interested in you can do it. You can create an easy practice notebook with a course I have on the Grace and Color website called the Journal in 7 course. It's brand, I mean, it's it's brand spanking free, okay? Um, all you have to do is go over there and sign up for it, and you can create your very own journal. You can find new ways to journal in it with doodles and circle frames, and I have posts on the blog um, given, you know, free downloads for that and ways in which to be creative in your journaling. You can just look around and be encouraged by all the ways you're already creating in your everyday life. Because it's a beautiful thing. To sum all of this up, God is an artist. And he reveals himself through his creation. 
We were given His nature and can likewise reveal the majesty of God through our art. We can allow every song we sing, every story we write, and every canvas we paint to reflect a wonderful and a glorious God. We can do this regardless of the actual lyrics, words, or images. Honestly, we must do this. It is simply who we are. God made you in His image. You are created to reflect His glory. You are creative. Now let's find some new ways to create together.